to the cinematic Stephen King novel and the 1990 miniseries could even possibly get a remake. Well, today's podcast is going through it, the 2017 remake, which has actually dropped a R rating on its box office. Now, I don't know what that means, but I got my Hot Topic exclusive Pennywise Funko Pop figure right here, and we got the movie on, uh, not DVD, but, you know, uh, bootleg, and, yeah, today's podcast is gonna be actually about it. Released on September 8th, 2017, starring Bill Skarsgård as the new antagonist for Pennywise's role. Yeah. Yeah. So, welcome to today's cast box episode, where we will discuss it. Whatever you heard, forget about it. Don't just pretend it wasn't there. Like it didn't exist. Anyway, we're going to review it 2017 in our best way. Actually, the voice star of it all, the nostalgia critic himself. We will be continuing the podcast in a few minutes. Here we go. Hello, 
someone walks in front of a red curtain, it's to tell you that you're about to see something scary. And indeed, by internet standards, you will be seeing something scary tonight. Opinion. Oh. I know. Sometimes opinions can be scary, especially when they're not your own. But remember when Nostalgia Critic reviewed it for the first time and everyone got really angry and now everyone wants him to do a Stephen King review once a year? So, being the internet, we can all be adults here and just agree that there's better things to argue about. <laughs> My fiance said that this would happen, so he wrote me a little backup story. Any crap shit pants got a problem with that? You can talk it up with me! <laughs> Enjoy the review. Have a good time. And remember, if anyone feels triggered, you can say hello to me. Trigger peanuts! Nostalgia Lee. Joke Cemetery. Almost got it. So I hear your cinematic version is breaking all sorts of box office records. You know, when mine was on TV, the ratings were through the roof. Ratings? What are those? They were how you measured success before Netflix arrived. Sounds stupid. It kind of was. They told us nobody watched Family Guy, but the fans brought it back so that years later nobody will watch Family Guy. Well, what we measure now is box office. It's only a matter of time before people say, I'm the definitive it. Aha! I started haunting children's nightmares first. First is worst, as any YouTube commenter would tell you. They're already looking back and remembering how awesome I was. I'm telling you, bucko, I almost got it. No, time will pass and they'll all remember me. I almost got it. I feel like I really shouldn't be here. You see, where I come from is pronounced IT crowd as opposed to it crowd. Now shut up, boss, and tell us which it is better. Uh, yeah, come on! I'm scarier! You see. But I'm funnier! We're not supposed to be funny! We're friggin' clouds! This is going worse than my American pilot. Hello, boys. Pour me a cupcake vodka martini. Deal me it. No. We are so not doing that. No. Oh, come on, what's the big deal? You always ruin it! People. Yeah, kids used to be afraid of me, but now they just come up to me and go, wah -ha, wah -ha, wah -ha. Oh, come on, I like some things in It. The kids were good, you were good. Um, I don't know, I blacked out due to the Stephen King drinking game. Oh my god, that game comes with a Surgeon General's warning, doesn't it? Yeah, you see, this is what he does. He ruins scary things by pointing out their flaws. Like asking why my head turning into a dog was supposed to be scary. Well, why was it supposed to be scary? Did the Pound Puppy take over development? Forget it. You're not going to ruin our fun. Okay, look. Both of you are trying to figure out who's the definitive version. Doesn't it make sense to have me hear both sides to figure out which one is better? Have me be the one to determine who almost got it. Not really, no. Awful idea. Well, screw you. I'm not talking about the Dark Tower movie. That's fair. You know what? Go ahead. Everybody in the world loves my movie. The president of critics said, if Jesus was a movie, this would be the movie. 
The United Nations of Film Critics said, just stop making movies altogether. Nothing will ever top it. And the Holy Church of Heavenly Criticism said, take me now, death. I do not fear you, because I have seen it, and I know nothing in life will ever be better. Going overboard, you may say, riding the hype train, perhaps. I say, no. I challenge you, nay, welcome you, to find one single solitary thing wrong with my version of it. Okay, this is the cinematic version of it. I was kind of hoping you'd be intimidated by that. I wasn't. Oh. As the credits roll, we see a little boy named Georgie and his stuttering brother named Bill. Mm-hmm. Okay, for the sake of dialogue, we'll switch him out. New White Bill, do you think that the SS Georgie is ready to sail? She, she, she sure is. She? You always call a ship a she. Even if it's called the SS Georgie? You want to get to the real problems of this film or not? Yeah, no, okay. He's excited to test out his paper boat in the rain, but not before he gets what he needs in the creepy basement. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're not going to kill me off before the credits end, and also, everybody knows that drain sewer scene, so I'm just going to assume that those are light bulbs. Well, you don't have to be so mean about it. Georgie loses his boat in the drain, though, coming across the infamous clown, Pennywise. Hi, Georgie. Nope. Hey, wait, where are you going? Hey, wait, where's he going? No, kid, we'll be drawn to someone that scary looking. Yeah, but they were drawn to him and he's not even scary. Exactly, dumbass. One of the reasons Pennywise creeped people out so much is he was a legitimately good clown. He was goofy and funny, so he could lure kids into his evil traps. This guy couldn't lure awkward fan art to Tumblr. Hey, I was legitimately creepy. I feed off people's fears. But you don't feed off their dumb. Something has to draw them in. You want drawing in? How about this? You know, we should have just jumped to eating him. Morning, brother Bill, over time, acquires a group of foul-mouthed friends known as the Token Troop. I mean, Losers Club. I mean, let's say Token Club. It uses a lot of the traditional kid group tropes, but to be fair, it was one of the originators of it. So let's give him a little leeway. Like when Token Girl Beth seems to get along with the Token Fat Kid, Beth. So, here's a new kid on the block. What are you listening to? New kids on the block. Really? Yeah, really? Okay, it's like the only 80s they crammed down your throat. But it's dumb. Really dumb. Okay, do you want that, or do you want to do what every movie about the 80s does now and have you wear this? Okay. We'll take the lame joke. Good. Now get back to your romantic kind of maybe sort of relationship. I guess I'll be somewhat attracted to you later. Kind of? Maybe. Sort of. Characters are introduced early on through Pennywise scares, which is strange as we're supposed to be afraid for them even though we don't know them very well yet. Like Stanley, the Jewish trope. Huh, I wonder why a Jewish temple would have a creepy abstract painting of a woman. I wonder if it's modeled after that woman over there. Ah! Ah! Hmm. I guess I'll tell no one about this. Yeah, I have no jokes for that moment. That was a legitimately scary scene. Which is a shame, because some scares are ruined by the film's inability to go all the way with its ideas. For example, a germaphobe trope named Eddie is looking for his medication. A creepy-looking hand grabs it and holds it up to him. 
this is a brilliant setup. Framing the hand in the foreground, keeping the creepy person's identity blurred, building up how scary he's gonna look. This is masterful, but then when it's revealed what he looks like... Ooh, I have a cold! Ooh. That payoff isn't scary enough, it's just a really sick looking guy! He's supposed to be a leper, but come on, you could have gone more creepy than this. To a germaphobe, I guess that's scary, but to us, it's not that bad. Scares can be lessened in other ways, too. The black kid trope named Mike is quickly shown the grisly remains of a building that burned down. incredibly disturbing if the music just shut the hell up. Most of the soundtrack is hugely over the top. When it's supposed to be pleasant, it crams whimsy into you like Tinkerbell being shoved up your ass. And when it's supposed to be scary, it works in the softer moments, but there aren't that many softer moments. Instead, it turns what should be goosebumps creeping up your spine into jump scares being bashed into your skull. Look, a scary soundtrack, like any soundtrack, is essential, but when it's used too much, it can become like a laugh track, or it's forcing down your throat what should be coming to you naturally. Let's try the scene again, except take the music down a lot and focus more on the eerie silence and a few well-chosen sound effects. Creepier? Wasn't even the car driving by more jarring? Now don't get me wrong, some scares work brilliantly, like the burned headless ghost. His reveal and the way he moves is chillingly unnerving. But I'll admit it gets a little silly when you have to show it's still Pennywise. Wait a minute, what do you mean silly? There's nothing silly about me. I'm the most frightening thing in cinema! You want to tell him or should I? I think we should both tell him. What? Tell me what? You're a clown! No matter what you do, you're gonna be a little silly! Just embrace it, you oddball of denial! That's not true! Remember when I scared Blaine Leader Trump Ivy Billy by scaring him with his dead brother? Ha 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 ha! I'd jump down him if he was ever funny! Ha 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 ha! Now come on! That's scary, isn't it? Yeah, but it's still a little funny, too. I'm not supposed to be funny! I get really scary when I run up to him like this! What is that? It's my thing. A pretty way of running. You look and sound like a possessed Olaf from Frozen. Get back to hunting Frank Billy. This is scary. Oh my god. Is there any way we can play the Benny Hill music over that? Oh my god. Totally do that. This is scary. That's gold. It's never funny until they hit you. There's one kid in the film I swear is in his own separate movie, and that's Richie. 
I love this kid. Mostly because he's like the dorky version of Ash. Think about it. He has all the one-liners. They say Derry's a town of fever traps. And it still is. Am I right, boys? Except when he doesn't. Something, 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 your mom. Am I right, boys? He's super cowardly. Uh, I don't want to go in there. Except when he's not. You see this? This is my back! He's somehow the geekiest and coolest kid in the entire movie. The consistent inconsistency. Be gone. But other inconsistencies are more distracting than fun. Like the adults not noticing the blood that the kid sees is more unsettling in this one. Do some with your hair? Why don't I do some creepy shit over here? But then the kids are cleaning the blood, rocking out to an 80s song. The upbeat blood cleaning scene? Why don't you just throw a whisk in there like a chick flick while you're at it? Ah, see, you have no idea what you're doing. Now our version, on the other hand, we made balloons scary. No, you didn't. A little bit? No, a little bit. Did he tiny? It's not now. Yeah, okay. The new movie, however, kind of did. What? For one, all the balloons are red, helping them stand out more and serving as an eerie visual. That looks to donuts for a long time when someone just sees a single red balloon, they're going to think of it. Second, they're used to reveal something. There's always something creeping behind it. The balloon itself is not scary, but rather a build-up to the actual scare we're about to get. Thus, when we see it, we do start to get frightened. I'll even say the bullies are a lot better. Yeah, the ultimate generic Stephen King trope is actually done fairly well here, particularly with the main bully, Henry who is not only given a backstory that's very quick to grasp, but they also make it clear that his type of bullying is more psychotic than most other bullying. It isn't just run-of-the-mill. They acknowledge it's pretty messed up. I've been waiting outside the library for you, Ben. You waited for hours and you want to come this direction? How dare you point out my cinematic flaws? Just for that? Oh my god, why do you hang out with this guy? Honestly, we're hiding behind you. Yeah, we're afraid he's gonna cut us. It's working! But Ben escapes and comes across the loser gang who attends to his wounds. Christian, why don't we take him to a hospital? Oh, me. Well, it's because the adults in the area don't care about the kids. Okay, I know that because I read the book, but aside from a couple in a car driving by, it's not made very clear. Yeah, and even that people are still alive, they must have a somewhat functional medical facility. No, 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 no time for that. Billy sees Ben walking for the first time in slow-mo. Wait, didn't you just see her a moment ago in the drugstore? But not in slow-mo. But isn't that usually reserved for the first time you see someone? Like the first time you see her, things slow down? Why do it the following moment? Is it love at second sight? What? You don't know? You're right, we don't. But if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. Who just won that? Nostalgia critic. Get signed it, Prince, at theawesomestore.com. Nostalgia critic. Invites the Losers Club over as a means to say thanks for saving him. Yeah, I study disappearances and histories of towns that I just moved to. Wow, your incredibly distinct quirk is very convenient for us. 
Yeah, I guess I'll give the movie this, instead of the fat kid trope being obsessed with. <laughs> in this, he's obsessed with. Home! It's a little forced, but not as forced as this. <gasps> oh my god, you still like new kids on the block? Yes, as I clearly established earlier. Wow, that is still so 80s. Hey, does anyone notice this incredibly obvious picture of a clown with our city's founders? I mean, we have to pack the movie to focus on that poster. Well, playing a song, too. I mean, it's right here for everyone to see. I just thought someone would notice it. Yeah, this film's mostly timeless, but sometimes we gotta kick you in the balls with the 80s. Yeah, what'd we get? Only, like, five close-ups of the poster? And you only got two of the creepy clown here, like someone else noticed it. SOMEONE ELSE NOTICED IT! Did I mention Batman and Lethal Weapon are playing at the theater? Wow, the 80s are so cool. Let's never reference them again. Clown. Shut up, Richie! Wow. The tone gets even weirder when Mike appears back in the movie. Yeah, he kind of disappeared for a long time, didn't he? This feels self-defeating. There's only one thing we can do for the serious scene of us fighting our fears. Silly music and slow-mo! screen time. Heck, I'm not even here half the time. I'm a cardboard cutout. Huh, I did not know that. So what do you see, Mike? You want to join our club? You got it. Where do you want me? In the back with the Jewish kid. Oh. The film does get genuinely fun again, and not forced fun, like... <laughs> whatever that was. After a scene where Pennywise comes to life on their slide projector, the kids enter a haunted house that... Honestly, is kind of like a neighborhood Halloween haunted house. And I mean that in the best way. It has rooms with creepy toys, cobwebs, doors that lead to over-the-top scares. It's goofy, gory fun. Stop saying that! Saying what? Things like goofy, gory fun. Does this sound like a voice that'd be interested in goofy, gory fun? I am super scary and super serious in this gritty reimagining of it. I contort my body and turn into all sorts of sharp things. Oh, you mean with your crappy digital effects? Oh, that's just typical of you critics, isn't it? I totally forgot he was still there. Yeah, weren't you just an opening punchline? I know how this works. When you point out bad digital effects, that means you hate all digital effects. That's not what I said at all. I get it. You hate Pixar, you despise Jurassic Park, you want to see Officer Hops die. Okay, look, digital effects are wonderful and have come a long way, especially in horror films. CGI can make a ghostly image seem there and not there at the same time. It's one of the few examples where the uncanny valley actually helps an effect. And half the time, it's great in this film. The creepy painting coming to life, the headless boy, a good half of the digital effects are very effective. Great. That means you love all CGI. 
I'm glad we cleared this up. No, here's the thing. Like any effects, there's good and bad ones. And when you use them so often in your movie, the bad ones are going to be easier to spot. The fear of Pennywise isn't that he's a ghost you can see through. He's supposed to look like he's really there. And if your digital effects don't have time to really make it look like his hand is turning into a werewolf or he's transforming into a monster because you have to use that time on other digital effects, the fear is massively diluted. Nope. It was all amazing, and you hit everything digital, like that blurry run effect. How did you do that? Oh, of course. <clears throat> You're just feeling your face really close to the phone. Because CGI artists thousands to recreate this. Are we still playing? The kids fight back, Pennywise, showing they can defeat him. So, of course, let's have this be the moment where they split up and go their separate ways. So long, everyone. Then we split up and go our separate ways. Oh, yeah, you really got me there, movie. I'm so sure they're never gonna meet up again. No, no, it, it, it's really sad. Oh, yeah, what a shame you'll never get back together. Wait, why are we leaving? We've got him on the run. We should finish him off. Nope, nope. This is the part where you push out. But that cliche is in everything. I know, I was in those cliches when they became popular. No, 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 no. We're not going to fix old cliches. Instead, we're going to put a whole bunch of other ones in. Like what? Well, the damsel in distress for one. Followed up by true love's kiss, breaking the spell. Seriously? Well, the chart says. Huh. Huh. Well, want to go to a chart bar? Maybe talk some math? Let's consult the chart. Yes. So the loser gang reunite to save Beverly. She's down there. Wait, what's that on your arm? It's a cast. You went to a hospital? I thought I knew you. You're all gonna be going to the hospital soon. Quick, the mic. Damn it, Mike. We kind of need you to kind of joke about your kind of art. Oh, okay. Uh, yay, I guess I have a reason for being here. Wonderful! Now I can tell you all about my incredibly interesting backstory! Oh, we're actually, we're kind of have to chew out on that. We could probably get your bonus feature on the Blu-ray. Fair enough! Really? A hospital? I bet the nurses were hot, though! <laughs> <laughs> ah, I thought it was a placebo! Meanwhile, Beverly wakes up in the sewers where, oh Christ! <laughs> supposed to be at all funny. But it's a scary dance of evil. It's poopy trousers time. Especially when you play this over it. You know what, I'm married. 
that still counts. <laughs> you won't get away that easily. So Pennywise tries to transform into all their vehicles. The kids confront their terrors and beat Pennywise, resulting in them agreeing to come back if he ever returns. Well, I guess we did it. We sure did. Whoa, I'm sorry, what are you doing? Kissing you. Oh, um, I think I have a better relationship with Ben. I mean, he saves me, he writes me poetry. Also, I just did a kissing scene with him. Yeah, hands off my maybe lady. I, I don't follow this. It's the last scene of the movie. Are we really going to end on a half-assed relationship? Well, let's see what the book says. That's a great idea. It's sure to show who Beverly should end up. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Super uncomfortable. Um, how about we, um... Uh, blow kisses? <laughs> it. And that is the greatest thing we ever made as humans. Cinematically flawless, hauntingly haunting, the most amazing horror film ever made. Good, super, yes. Good. Don't think you're overhyping it just a teeny bit. Nope, it's perfect. And anyone who thinks different hates movies. Well, yes, movie hater. It's hard to say this is a flawless horror film, but at the same time, it's hard to say it's bad, too. There's a lot of scares, fun ideas, decent enough characters, and in many respects, it is better than the original. On the whole, I do recommend it as a scary flick. <laughs> Take that, Ronald Horror Picture Show! But there is one thing the original has that the new one doesn't. What's it? Personality. The original was silly and awkward, but it kind of relished it. From the awkward effects, to the hokey acting, to the odd writing, and of course, Tim Curry giving a million percent. It's not scary, but it's an over-the-top campy TV movie. This is trying to be an 80s film, a timeless film, have subtle scares, over-the-top scares, adult humor, cartoony humor. Tonally and stylistically, it's just all over the place. I admire it for trying so much, but they don't always fit together, which helps create less of an identity. So even though the cinematic version is better, I'll strangely enough probably remember the original more. So yes, it is good enough. I just don't think it's the game changer everybody builds it up to be. But wait, you never answered the question. Which of us is the definitive it? Yeah, scary or funny? Which is it? Well, I'm probably not the best one to answer that, but I do know who is. You should be both! Do you know how many incarnations of the Joker there's been? Tons! And do you know what the best ones have in common? They're not Jared Leto? Yes. And they were both scary and funny! Don't choose one, be both! As the world's most famous killer clown would tell you, it's best to go out on a scream and a laugh! Hey, wasn't I originally up for your role? Whoop! Gotta go! Were you really up for his role? Yes, and I almost got it. You know, totally, this review was very confused. Well, that's your movie in a nutshell. Good point. 
That's it, folks. What are you seeing? It. What's it? That's the name of the movie. What is it? What's it? It is it. And what is that? It. So it is that? And that is it. And what is that? It. So it is it. Isn't it? Well, how should I know? Because if it wasn't it, it couldn't be anything else, now could it? That's it? Precisely. And are you seeing it with them? No. Them is another movie altogether. What are you, some sort of clown? No, it's the clown. What is? It, damn it! Okay, let's start over. Here's the thing. Let's not bring John Carpenter into this. I don't believe it. Well, that's your problem right there. You can't see it if you don't believe it. It's driving me crazy! Well, that's what it does. It drives people crazy? Now you get it. Oh, you no good shady son of a... What is it? That's what I want to know! Good night, folks. General Awesome. Alright guys, we hope you enjoyed that podcast. We know it was long, but we hope you enjoyed it anyway. Remember, if you haven't seen it in theaters, it's already on DVD at Target or Walmart or a store near you. So, if you like Stephen King scary flicks with clowns, you should definitely go check out it. And stay tuned for the next podcast, which which will be on Star Wars The Last Jedi, also starring Nostalgia Critic's voice telling the story of it all.